You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Hey Star Raiders, just a quick message from me, your GM Tom. I just want to say thanks to a couple of people. First to Bernie Derny on iTunes, who left us a review on the Australian store. And second to Valkyrie Guy, or at Psychopomp70 on Twitter, who gave us a shout out. Again, we really appreciate the support and you guys taking a few minutes to spread the word. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Previously on Star Raiders. Hey, we should probably talk about that weird vision that we saw. Billions of other people that are, uh, are going to suffer the same fate as what happened on this planet. Desna has given this to us. We need to find a way to make this vision not take out the world. We gotta go track down Ferrari or uh, Calderon himself, and we gotta make him pay. You know, if we're gonna go up against a mining oligarch, we need to get the word out. We need to, we need to do something. So I imagine that we finish packing our stuff and we look at making a, a game plan and a, an exit. I completely forgot to go over this, but you all leveled up to level four. Oh, baby. Exciting stuff. (laughs) Uh, But we do need to know what everyone has gotten, as is tradition, because at the end of the day, we're playing a game and it actually really matters what abilities you guys all take. Uh, You know, level four, maybe you got something, maybe you didn't get much, but uh, we want to hear about it. Mark, you're up first. Cool. So... Uh, historically, Sawbones has focused on skills and um, special abilities that are very much in line with you know being a doctor, being a healer, being a, a medic, um, mm. or researching things. Right, so they've all been very much in that family. But uh, obviously, things have taken a turn since crashing onto this uh, this island. So I decided that my level four. I didn't really get a lot for level four, but I could take an extra theorem, an extra biohacker theorem. Um, mm. which is you know, basically like a special ability for a biohacker. So I decided to choose a more combat-focused one, and so I chose Hampering Inhibitor, which basically means that when I use my biohack um, against an enemy successfully, uh, the foe's speed decreases by 50% to a minimum of 5 feet. So it, it makes them half their speed, basically, um, as well as wow. the normal inhibitor um, effect that I have chosen. Dude. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's, you just... That's real tasty. Yeah. Making my life worse and worse and worse. I figure with these yeah. extremely quick zombies, um, it might help. I'm. Uh, you're not wrong, is what I'll say to that. All right, and Ben. Um, I learned some new spells, so Ooh. I now know Command Undead because we're in a zombie-infested world. Makes sense. Clutch and yep. smart. Hover discs I'm, you know. because I'm a uh, <laughs> Tiny's uh, is still a young uh, bro. Apparently, <laughs> um, I don't know. It, just, <laughs> it seemed like a cool spell to zoom around and program a, a technologically. Uh, like connected magical disc. Um, Can these hover discs go over water? Yes, 
as they can. Unlike Ooh, okay. Only if you've got power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also relearned a spell. Um, I now oh. know. I, I I changed the spell from incompetence to the spell junk sword, where I can turn a pile of junk, <laughs> one bulk of junk, into a sword, and I can kind of crush it back into my hand to sheath it, uh, like as a glove, or I can command a sword to come out and does some cool damage with it. Um, junk junk sword is... sounds like potentially very dangerous. Yeah, it's quite cool. <laughs> in a mm. no, in a non-PG kind of sense, if you know what I mean. Well, I think I'd, I think I'd still make it look like my wrench either way. Um, but sure. for those sure, that's who, what you call it. For those <laughs> who care about the math on it, it'll deal 1d8 plus 6 damage, which is quite cool. Cool. That's yeah. impressive. Uh, cool, man. So some cool stuff for you there. And Daniel. Um, yeah, where Mark was making your life harder, let me make your life easier because the only real thing Ooh, that please. I got as an envoy was uh, a new expertise skill. And now I can roll 1d6 on culture as well as sense motive and bluff. So uh, really, really coming through for the team. With uh, with an envoy on a zombie planet, really uh, a lot, lot of diplomatic relations going on with all these fast-talking zombies that we've got to try and talk our way out of all these situations. <laughs> right, but you you multi-class, didn't you, Dan? Yeah, and on the last level, I went soldier, so I could pick up some extra movement and the ability to use essentially every weapon in the game. Okay, so that was just like a just a one level dip into soldier. You're not going to be following that path. Well, I mean, maybe like a level two soldier doesn't really get you much either. So like, I thought maybe getting getting extra buff on some on a culture roll was worth more than like the you know basic numbers upgrade that you get for level two soldier. Yeah, man. Look, uh, as an avid multi-classer myself. It's it, it's one of those things. Every other level sucks so bad for you, but it sucks twice mm. because you have two in between levels. So maybe a third level envoy sucks, but a fourth level envoy is actually pretty good. And then same second level soldier sucks, but a third level soldier is actually really good. So it's it's that always it's always that constant battle. You're having to play a level ahead, and you don't know what's going to be happening in the campaign at that time so i empathize with your uh, with your struggle there for, for mm. sure it's um it's real fun especially when some of my previous choices have really not at all come into play i.e spellbane or watch your step <laughs> it's been it's been a real fun time well you know you win some you lose some <laughs> and you know like uh, uh, something that you know i'll point out in saying that as well um, if you have, say, taken an ability or a feat or something at level one or, you know, whatever, and you're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to use this, and you haven't even used it once since we've ever played, feel free to come to me about it and we can chat about it and we'll figure out a way for you to be able to maybe retrain something. Not everything. You know, let's uh, let's keep it realistic here, but... You know, I, I think I don't, I don't think there's any reason that you guys should be punished for assuming things might turn out one way and then having them turn out a, a different way. You know what I mean? So yeah, if there's something you've got that 
really sucks and you've never used it, hit me up. All right. And Mari. Uh, so I've taken a level four in mechanic. Um, and for me, that hasn't given me any extra feats. But I did get to buff up my piloting again. Um, so I'm now a, Shock a plus 18 for that. <laughs> Um, I've taken some physical sciences and Jesus. some culture just because I had no culture and I feel like being uh, on this planet for a while <laughs> and going into all of the like the info sections has has given me a bit more culture on this planet at least um, oh, so yeah I like that flavor there. yeah so nice. that's that's where I've yeah. headed with those um, I mean you are an uncultured swine so I was Mari, did you say plus 18 I did say plus 18 for piloting fucking what like we will never be in a space battle again no <laughs> we have to what about if I get a car or something if I drive no. anything plus I've still got the no. um, the unruly gloves the the driving gloves they're pretty cool too all right well uh, let's let's get back into it all right, so we need to find a ship and get off. How can we... Can we just get back to our car? I feel like we just need to get the fuck out of here. Like, unless there's anything else in particular that anyone wants to do, I feel like we should beeline... We're in a museum. ...stealthily for our car. museum stuff. Yeah, I wanted to check Ooh. for magical artifacts that we could use... Or armor ...against things, but... Like, room by they're, room sort they're of not thing, gonna, or...? They're not going to have um, armor for me in a museum. Yeah, <laughs> not, true. not useful armor. Yeah. I don't think it's anything for me in that red bag. They're not going to have magical artifacts no. either. Let's, let's not search for those fun things and we'll just leave then, shall we? Jesus. <laughs> God. <laughs> you guys start following the map, kind of hooking back around. Uh, you know, I assume you don't want to go back through where the cocoon was. No. No, thanks. So you guys hook your way back around to the stairs that you came up in. There's an area that you're going through. A tiny and Brandon to give me mysticism checks. Sixteen. That is a twenty-four. Twenty-four. As you're moving past these displays, you feel this almost surge of magical energy coming from your left. And as you look over, you can see behind this glass case is a, what I could only describe as a large clamshell that is maybe 20, 25, 30 centimeters wide. So about a foot wide. And it seems to have all of these colorful coral growths stemming off of it there's you know pinks blues greens all these you know beautiful hues on there and that's what you're feeling this energy radiating from whoa whoa everyone that clamshell's talking to me <laughs> tiny have you eaten what do you mean <laughs> talking to you uh magically communicating oh okay i was gonna say oh, okay. I, I, I can't hear a thing yeah, not literal. Uh, we should inspect this thing because it's uh, powerful in nature. Look at it. Oh, it's I mean, all shiny it's, and I mean, covered it's pretty. in stuff. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's like magic. Yeah, what, what kind of magic, you, what kind of communications you getting, getting through here? See, now he's just got to figure out 
what this thing is that he's decided to throw in at the last minute. See, this is where the magic happens, Mark. <laughs> this is where the DM tries to reward someone for having a cool idea that there's magical shit at the museum, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it I takes time. It. Takes time He's improving. He's exactly. improving right yeah. now. Yeah. Look at him madly clicking the, the <laughs> in roll twenty to create a map. <laughs> this is abjuration magic. Abjuration magic. So I don't know what that magic means. that blocks, banishes, <laughs> or protects. Oh! Yeah. Uh, can I open the thing and grab it? You can smash the glass if you want to. Tiny. I do it. You oh, just punch it, it or hit it with your wrench. Oh, you just punch I it, like, full fucking claws. punch it. Yeah, sick. Claws. All right. Tiny. With one claw. No, with a claw. Oh, you find you, sweet you, spot? No, with yeah, a yeah. claw, you do, you, like, cut yeah, a circle Yeah, the circle out. thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, take it out. Yeah. Like an old-time cartoon. Because, yeah. because I don't want to negate the fact that I have to smash it, I, I take the circle that I take out and I just drop it and it's a smash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought you were trying to be stealthy here. Come on. Uh, yeah, you smash it. And as you do, like, you feel the magic pulse even stronger. Ooh, I grab it. What would you like to do? You grab, grab it, it, you pick it up. I attempt to open it. Okay. As you do so, you put two hands. And I don't know, like, are you expecting it, like, to have some resistance or anything? Like, as you're opening it up? How big is it? It's about a foot long. It's a foot long? Uh, yeah, a little it's resistance a is what I think. And if it's abjuration magic, I realize that you know it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna take some effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get your claws in there, and you're, unless I'm true of heart, <laughs> like you start pulling like with with quite, uh, like quite a bit of force, but you realize quite quickly it doesn't need that much force. As it kind of just. This is their up. version of the sword in the stone. This cultures. It's the like cult, the, clan. And the tiny the is clan. now the king. <laughs> Clamalot, Clamalot, Tabard Minor, King, and we'll end our podcast there. Oh, oh no! Podcast. No, it's, it's the end. It's the end. So no, we did. Well, I mean, it was satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Burzen gets down on his on one knee. He's like, my leash. <laughs> yeah. As you open it up, these things scuttle out there's about five or six of these things and they, they scuttle out and they start running all over your body and like oh no. they're they're moving like so quickly and Whoa. like uh, they're moving around and like hey, maybe you're trying to grab first, them and right? they keep on like <laughs> moving around moving around and then you feel that like their little legs they stop touching ah. you and these things start circling you and moving around you like an atom and they just start orbiting your body like guys check this out this is cool as it kind of finds this they take a second to find this balance with you and as you're standing there maybe looking down and all around you these things are just circling around you you look closer and they seem to be these little crustaceans again they're colored like a in Australia we call them a Christmas beetle it's this hard carapace that's like rainbow colors as you look at it it's like an oil slick in Mm, the sun it's like you can't describe the color of these things as they're just kind of floating around you and moving around 
I, I turn to Astra and I'm like, I hand her my data pad thing. I'm like, get a photo for the, <laughs> for the newsletter. <laughs> okay, stick your hands out. <laughs> Pull a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. We'll keep that. Let me see. Let me see. No, do it again. Do it again. Okay. 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 Guys, 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 we're not here. We're not here to sightsee. What are, we, what are we doing? Come on, we gotta go. And as you're looking down, you know, with your lost, um, with your mysticism, and now you're seeing this, this magical item functions as an Abalonian drone box. Abalonian? Sure. Really? <laughs> this. <laughs> Very on the nose. <laughs> Funnily enough, the actual item is. Purely technological and has nothing to do with sea creatures. Ooh, yeah. However, is it, a, is it just a Bolonian uh, <laughs> thing? How this item works? It is an eleventh level magical oh, item. Oh, Jesus. no way! When you speak a command word and open the lid of this box as a standard action, a collection of fist-sized microbots, or in this case crustaceans, swarm out and circle you, granting you concealment against all attacks for five oh, rounds wow. before they collapse into one bulk of scrap. This function can be used once per day. Wow. That's epic. There's, awesome. Uh, some additional things there that are very situational that, you know, I'm sure you can look up uh, yourself. Cool. Uh, but this is what you have found. Awesome. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you have a choice and now. It's chosen you. Yeah, it's chosen me. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's cool. Cool artifact. Yeah. I will say that this, like, as you were, like, kind of testing it and, you know, you're maybe standing there and you're looking, Astra's taking this photo and then they kind of just, like, these things shrivel up and they just they all drop to the ground and this clam just closes back up nice as the spell do? ends did I kill him with the camera no I think oh, uh, I think they were meant to die they have no it only they goes for, for a, a certain bit. amount of time right. yeah you, you, so five you rounds you immortalize them 30 the seconds yeah. you tell you turn and you see the plaque <laughs> Next to the next to the exhibit, you're like, oh, that's what it does. No flash photography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Um, yeah, the so scrap can be used as the target of any spell with the word junkbot in the name. I so have this a is lot very, of uh, techno magical. Yeah, right. Techno magical uh, item as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like all of the underwater shit is just a uh, flavor. Uh, but this functions exactly as the uh, Abalonian drone box does. Sick. So, so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Exciting. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you were able to find a magical artifact in the museum, Ben. Yeah, who would have thought, <laughs> right? Dan, you've been around about this for so long. Who would have thought? <laughs> I'm not at all disappointed or jealous, Ben. <laughs> You keep on moving through, and you get back to the stairwell. Mm. Everybody give me a stealth check, by the way. Do it. Oh, 
natural one for a six. Oof. What a sixteen. Get a natural twenty. Yeah. <laughs> ten, ten, and thirteen for Burzen and Brandon, respectively. Fourteen, sorry, for me. We just like um, kick the door open. <laughs> well, as it, as you guys are moving, maybe you're not as quiet as you think you are, or perhaps there, you I think there, some of these things are. <laughs> A little bit closer <laughs> than you realize, and as you're moving, you can hear this rah, 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 in the stairwell, and you just fucking book it down the stairs, just like going, 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 going. Run! You get to the actual final door, you get through, close the door, and it's just silence. Maybe you wait there for a second, and then suddenly you hear the boom as they bang against the door. Dum! You head back through the warehouse. Can I can I turn to my friends really quick and because I want to try something if that's all right because there are two of them in here right? Uh, last time there was yeah. As far as you know, yes. I turn to my friends and I say, if anything goes wrong, just run. I'll be okay. Oh shit! And I cast a token spell on 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 the clam. <laughs> uh, no, on my wrench because that's what I hold up in the air. And then I want to cast Ghost Sound to make a sound for them to come to me. And then I'm signaling for my friends to run, you know, like, go, go, go. I've already gone. Sawbones left <laughs> yeah. before he even finished yeah. saying, Didn't wait. leave. Yeah. yeah. And I rolled a 26 on my stealth check. Uh, 23. I, th- I rolled two 13s for both of, the, both of the bees. Have any of them come to me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're hearing these things. Like, ah, ah, ah. You're hearing them coming closer and closer and closer to you. Are you just standing there? I'm going to try and climb a little bit up just so I have a little bit of purchase so I have sure. a better view of them. Tell yeah, me when I see yeah. them. They're getting close. You can see them now. They're getting like really close. They're going to be on you in I can seconds. see them. What are you doing? I cast uh, Command Undead twice <gasps> on both of them. Ooh. What? Here we go. Tell me about Command Undead, Ben. Command Undead. So I'm assuming they're unintelligent. If they're intelligent, they have a saving throw. As an an unintelligent undead creature gets no saving throw against this spell, when I control a mindless being, you can communicate only basic commands such as come here, go there, fight, stand still, and and so on. uh, Unintelligent undead won't resist suicidal or obviously harmful orders, so they are my servants i this is on the on the like darker version of uh technomancing the stone <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, uh, the the adults only edition any yeah, act yeah. from my friends uh that that will hurt them will negate the spell um and it'll last for one day per caster level so it's going to last four days controlling these things um and i've cast it twice uh so one on one one on the other um, and uh, I can recast uh, it if I'd like on the next day and extend it, or like four days later. So or something. This is you've, this is a recipe for slavery, Ben. That's what this is. Well, they're mindless undead, and they're going to kill us. So might might as well put it to work uh, yeah. for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I I want to name one of them uh, uh, one of them Sebastian, uh, and the other one uh, uh, Shelford, and that's and uh, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> This is where this is going. Like. Okay. Like. <laughs> Big like. But there's like, when are you going to take the command undead spell? Probably the time when, <laughs> you know. You're on a planet like, full of zombies. Okay. 
You command undead. And then I call back to everybody. I say, it's all right. They're friendly now. And we walk forward, me with my with my buds, and I say, follow. <laughs> they follow? Yeah, Frozen so cool. had run ahead like 60 feet and then turned and <laughs> was like uh, posted up behind a crate, ready to ready to shoot something if it went down. But he is dumbfounded at this point. He's just like looking at I you show like... Up with like wrench with light on it illuminating these following zombie uh, crab undead <laughs> so it's yeah. like they're friendly I made friends fucking Michonne over here <laughs> yes I said, that, dead. I said that to Daniel and then, then like off like at one point I was like yeah like Michonne uh, I want to turn to them like everyone meet Sebastian and Shelford they're our friends for the next four days maybe longer we'll see might work out <laughs> yep yeah, rawr to you Hi. You, you know they, they're not gonna shake fit hands. In, they're not gonna fit no. in the car. I'm, I'm not touching. I'm they not can touching walk those. I'm not touching Well, you those just things. put them on the roof. They're okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll we'll stay. Strap them on. Yeah. yeah, they'll stay. They'll and that's why I wanted to know if they would lead other undead. If we want, we can send them off to do stuff. You know. Yeah. Cool. Like clear the way. Well, you can't sacrifice your minions. Maybe you can. You get more. Another day. <laughs> you named them. You can't take out Sebastian. It's going to be like a Snowball, Snowball 2 situation. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe you can find some that like work in a, in a profession that has name tags. Retail, <laughs> mechanics, <laughs> other. They're already dead anyway. Customer service. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of someone who's done those jobs. As you guys make it into back into the loading bay, these zombies trailing behind... Astro, as you're approaching your car, a very familiar smell hits your nose. And as you're walking closer to the car, you hear a little splish, splash, splish, splash. And you look down and you see fuel. No! And it seems to be coming from your vehicle. Uh. What the fuck? Okay. Can I go and inspect where and like how much of it? Maybe jump underneath the car. As you look where the fuel tank is, you can see very clearly two bullet holes that have gone clearly through the fuel tank as you guys took fire earlier on in the streets. It was from the the owner of the gun store tracked us down and shut up our (laughs) car. (laughs) Yeah, and then left again. (laughs) He didn't shoot you. I'll, I'll teach those assholes for trying to get into my store. <laughs> <laughs> and as you maybe have a look at it, inspect it, the fuel tank is empty. Oh, oh shit. I am patching. I am patching. Bullet holes. Okay. Sure. Give me uh, engineering to patch it All up. All right. That Ooh. is a 19 plus 9. That's a 28. Burzen can help with this. Yay. Yeah, he aids. Yeah, That's, that's a better. 30. He's just like passing you wrenches and things. <laughs> Thanks for the wrench. For fixing a hole. <laughs> hey, he's helping, all right? Do the wrench. He is helping. He could hold the light. How's sure. that? Sure. <laughs> you patch up the holes. Yay. Looks great. Hey, looks like did. a million bucks. Ugh. No one can even tell there were holes, yeah? You're okay, a the real 
thanks for the help, Cap. Uh, is there any chance we've got other vehicles in the um, the area that we're in? Like, I think we're in a car park or... You're in a loading bay, yes. And there are currently two trucks in the loading Are they, bay. like, are they diesel and we're petrol? Like, is that the kind of situation we got? Or, or do they have consistent fuel across all vehicles in Starfinder? <laughs> yeah. Universal fuel. That's what I'm You can go and inspect them. Okay, I'd like to do that, please. Great, cool. Give me either... I can give you profession, you can give me engineering. Okay, okay. It's going to have to be engineering. Oh, 13 plus 9. That's 22. Yeah, these these vehicles and the fuel they use are incompatible with your shitty old car that you have. Damn it. Can I... um, I just want to, like pat down and see, you know, all the, the logical places people in the ignition where they leave the keys. I'd like to like search for keys, please. Yeah, sure. You check it out and, you know, lift down the visor and whooping, a little uh, key card falls into your lap. <sighs> yes. All right. I'm going to um, give it a go, please. Let's see. Can I get this truck started? Mm-hmm. Yep. As you do, wait, like wait, you, wait, you wait, have wait, a look wait. at this key card and you notice it's for the delivery company. It's not actually the museum, uh, an external company, not a part of, you know, this. And you put it in, hit the start button, and then on the screen just flashes uh, a battery red with a line through it. Okay. Batteries are okay. They seem to be some kind of electric vehicles, and they're not, they're completely out of juice. Okay. Okay. Looking around the warehouse, is there like one of those... um, Tesla points that I can like just plug it into. Sure, you guys take some time to have a look. We can hand wave this. Don't need roll perception checks or anything like that. Uh, but it appears no, there is not. Okay, is there a way that I can transfer charge to the battery? Does the uh, I'm guessing our batteries aren't going to fit into this into one of these things. Yeah, you, like you're talking like you guys, your pistols and stuff. It's like a double A battery pack versus, you know, something that runs. But I you know, remember for, for us a, a something that battery. runs like a Tesla. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. yeah. So when I was a Technomancer, I used to have a spell that I could transfer charges from one battery source to another or one power source to another. Do you have? Did you take that, Tiny? I don't. Nope. Damn. Um, I don't have that. We were very we're very ill-equipped for the situation we're in. Oh wait. <laughs> I think we're walking, guys. How how much? Do we all weigh? That's a very personal um, question. I'm, I'm a light, so I'm like a hundred. <laughs> Tiny, you never pounds. ask a woman her weight or her age. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just want to know because I have uh, a sick ass uh, magical hoverboard <gasps> that's programmable, baby. Yes, let's Where do, do you it. Get a hoverboard from? It's a spell. Ah. Let's do it. I want to hover disc, I believe. Right? Yeah, it's ho- ho- yeah, hover disc. Hmm. This is cool. But you can make it like 15 feet wide? <laughs> Not 15. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. That's like, why I want to figure this out. <laughs> we all we all take up a five foot space. So that's at least uh, what? Yeah, what's the. What, what, is, what does the spell say? So, like, what, what's the size right, of the see. disc that's created? It has to be 15 feet wide at least. Like, in. They stand on each other's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Three foot diameter. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're fitting on that bad yeah. boy. Maybe one of us no, can ride on at a time. A, 
but something sufficiently flat that we place on top of it, and then we get more space. Something sufficient, something flat enough and wide enough to balance on a <laughs> on a three foot diameter disc to then ride around on. I don't know about you, but I fit five people in like at least a five foot square. That's not that difficult. Like if we're all standing, just cuddle, cuddle. We're all friends. We don't mind getting cozy. I'll go on. I'll go on tiny in shoulders. Real life. Yes, however, by the rules of the game, you cannot occupy the same space as yeah. another creature. Like, that's what I'm saying. We all occupy a five-foot space, so there's at least five of us that need to be on this thing, plus Bantam. We're talking at least... Like, it's like 15 feet we would need this thing to be able to support. Yeah. It's a cool idea, okay. but uh, unfortunately, mechanically, I, I don't think so. All right, well, I think we walk, don't we? Like, Yeah, we're walking, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I love I love the like trying to find different ways of doing this, but it seems specifically like we've got no juice to be able to make any of these machines go. So we've either got to go find some, or we just we're walking out of here. I have a, I have another I have another idea. I if I wake up tomorrow, I could have I could make four hover hover discs. Oh. I mean, I'll get outvoted, but I just think we should be moving today rather than hanging around at a museum for another day and then going. Mari would vote to like, Mari would fun, vote to do it as well. Idea. I know she would. <laughs> it's a fun idea, but I just I feel do like, like the idea. Time is of time is but of yeah, the essence. I, I'm, but I'm kind of I mean, like it's dangerous to go that way, anyways, right? Like it's dangerous regardless. We're on a fucking zombie planet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to sure. be. Like they move, they move six six squares every six seconds, right? Yes, they have a flying speed of sixty feet. Or like thirty, feet. so thirty feet, or sixty feet. So they're yeah, pretty 60 fast. Sixty feet. Sorry, ten squares, ten squares every 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 uh, every six seconds. Sixty feet. Yeah. That's twice as fast as I am. Yeah, they're pretty fast, but we're we're losing a day to move to get there faster when we could just try to get there. Now, or at least move forward and then reassess from from that point. I'm cool with whatever you all want to well, choose. Why don't we Why don't we meet in the middle and why don't we start walking and see how the terrain is and the like, how sure. dangerous it is? And if we find way too hectic, then I say we find refuge in a suitable location and wait out the hoverboard option. I, I would like to go. Okay, so you're going. We're going by foot, like chumps. All right, so you're going to the loading bay door? Brandon walks up to it to listen to see if he can hear any um, any zombies out in the, the loading dock Give driveway. Give a perception check. <laughs> uh, 28. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. He can hear zombies outside. Maybe not directly outside the door, but it's he can hear them. He wants to just like... So is there a... Because we came in through a big... Roller door. Like, roller door situation. Is there, like, a little side access door that he could poke his head out of, or is it just the big roller door? Just the big roller door. I rolled my chance cube, and... Just the big you and your chance cube. <laughs> what are the... This is chance cube. <laughs> like, he got, he got a 28, so he can only just sort of hear some shuffling around and groaning of yeah he's listening through a a a thick metal door and that's what he can perceive he can't perceive the distance but he can he can hear some you know like everybody's quiet he's like shh shh, shh." 
really listening. I was literally th- just thinking a like a garage roller door sort of situation. Oh, yeah, sure. Player me really just wants to go and open this fucking door. Okay. <laughs> like, there's no... We know there's zombies on the inside of this place. We know there's zombies on the outside of this place. We could go through the museum, come out onto the far side of the... Like, onto the street, and run into a pack of zombies. I have an idea. So we've got these, like, cargo truck things, right? And we have two zombie what's-its. Why don't we all just go and, like, hide in the back of a trucky thing and and Shellington and, and Squidman can go and open up the door. <laughs> I forgot their names. Sebastian and Shelford, sorry. And, uh, okay. and, and, and then if there's a bad thing. I can thing. cast Ghost Sound to make the zombie horde go the other way as well. Yeah, let's just go. Beautiful. Let's do that. Uh, so, yeah, let's do um, let's do Mari's plan. Let's hide mm. in the truck. Let's get in the tongue. Okay, so I'm going to put um, Bantam on the top so he can be our camera out and we can see. I don't know, what what do, what do you see, Tiny, from the your minions? Do they do what you want or um, do you s- yeah. see? Like, you can give them basic instructions like come here, go there, stop, open this. attack. No, that that's... Yeah, you can tell no, them to press a button. That's like... You're, no, but to, to open it, you would need to enable the device, which is what you guys did. You disabled device engineering to shut the door originally, so it would require an engineering check to actually right. open the door. How about this? I'll open it, and then I'll get back into the car. I'll be surrounded by my friends. Y'all can stay in the car, keep the door ready for me. I'll hop in. I'm okay. It'll be okay. Cool. All right, that works. Do it. Let's open the door. I'm going to tell Sebastian and Shelford to come here, stand by the door. Do they do they do it? Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So come, yeah. Okay. <laughs> stay. Make yourselves big, wide, stand still. Do not move. Just want like a wall. Uh, like between <laughs> you <this>. and... <laughs> The, the door is yeah. I want saying. them at the front of the door, so if sure. So they could act as them, like hold their ground. For that. Oh, um, sure. I mean, you can tell them to to hold their ground. Yeah, whether hold or not your they'll ground. Be able to, you know, yeah. All right. Great. And everybody else is in the back of this truck. Yep. Yeah. Everyone else is in, up in the truck. Yep. Door open. Weapons at the ready. Banton on the roof. I want to do the check, knowing that I'm going to throw a ghost sound. Uh, I can do a ghost sound 35 feet away, and I want to make it sound like something's running the opposite direction. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, if you're casting this, like, away, away, you'll need to be able to see. So, I mean, it's like, you know, but it's within the realm of possibility. You could, like, you know, quickly duck your head under ghost sound and then run sort of thing. Sure. Okay, Okay, so... Give me first things first. Give me an engineering check because this is all right. this is the main part of this. Natural one. No door shut forever. <laughs> all right, so that's a twenty. Yep. So you beep 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 beep, and then the door starts starts rolling up up up. You cast your ghost sound. Yeah. And you run into the car just to be safe. Yeah. Okay. What Just does Phantom so see? You guys shut the door. Give me. A... Is there anything in the the truck that we're in? <laughs> <laughs> Dead bodies. 
Toilet paper. Yeah. It's yeah, it's cleaning supplies. All right. I uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Okay, just give me a second while I uh, just roll some dice and uh, I'll get back to you on what Phantom says. Bleep blop. All right. So, what does Phantom see? He's looking uh, like is he just looking straight ahead or Yeah. He no no, he's surveying the whole area so that we get a lay of the land. Okay, so let's describe the room first. On the west side of the map, there's a raised section where trucks can reverse in to load and unload their stuff. There's a total of three of these bays, one of which contains your damaged car, and the other two has these small trucks in it. And you're in the back of the northernmost truck, which is also bay three. Above that, at the very north of the map, is a small room that has the logistics office and computer in it that you originally accessed. The south side has a ramp to ground level and the door that leads into the museum warehouse. The ground levels where the trucks would be able to move around and turn if needed. And this is actually quite a large space. It's about 80 feet wide by about 60 feet deep. On the eastern side of the map is this loading bay door, which stands open and beyond that is the ramp that leads up and out back onto the street. So as this door opens up, there is just this rush of zombies that all swarm inside. And you've got uh, uh, Sebastian and um, bloody uh, Steve. Shelford. 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 And uh, you told them to, to hold their ground, right? So they, they are, and some of the zombies are pushing past them. Some are going around them. A couple bump into them and, and turn around again, maybe head back up the ramp. You also notice that this tiny made the ghost sound. Some maybe turned to follow that, but the, the door was actually making consistent sound as well as it, you know, ground and creaked open. And some of them turned around again and came back down the ramp. Scanning around the whole room, you can see a total of 11 individual zombies and two larger groups milling about. Uh, these larger groups, they're not they're not like individual enemies, but mechanically, there's something that we know as swarms. So, you yeah, say swarms. Uh, some of them are moving around in circles. Some are standing around there doing that, you know, like the zombie sway. What's like, a swarm? And, like you, know, you say swarm. Kind of moving back. And I, I want to know around. how many are in the swarm too, Dan. Exactly. Yeah. How many are in a fucking swarm? Like, how do you classify a swarm, you know? So how many, like, how big is a swarm, roughly? Well, what I can tell you about them is that there's rules that govern how they work. Uh, you know, obviously, I can't tell you everything. Oh, it's like a real mechanic. I thing. can say that they are uh, they're they're gargantuan in size, so that means they're four by four squares on a battle map, and they can be harmed and killed just like regular enemies can. Uh, it's it's kind of just a way to represent a bunch of zombies that are together so you don't have to make, you know, like a million attack rolls and all that sort of thing. I mean, like, I rolled a 28 with Brandon for his fucking perception. Surely he would be able to tell, discern the difference between a couple of zombies shuffling around outside and, a horde. and like a massive horde of zombies. Yeah, look, man, I hear what you're saying, but what I'll say to that is... A number to a player isn't always the same when it hits the other side of the screen, you know? Like, perceiving things through different objects carries modifiers and penalties, you know, like uh, depending on the distance, 
um, how many things there are, how much noise they're making, object object thickness. You know, there, there's a lot that, that goes on there. I'm going to go whisper to Shelford, help, but don't leave the garage. Where you are in the truck versus where they are? What's the range on uh, your ghost sound? It's uh, 35 feet. I think I just checked. Yeah, it um, it wouldn't reach them. It won't reach them. Nope. Okay. Uh, cool. So now we're trapped in a van. Yeah, but I've got Bantam on the outside. He can go and make noise. We'll be okay. I'll, like, get him to shoot some zombies or something. What, like, how big is the screen that you, that Astra's got? Is it like just a little readout thing on her wrist or does it, is it like a hollow screen? It's like a hollow screen that pops out of her wrist. He's like, oh, I can see everything. It's it's, a, it's like a pit like, boy. So like yeah. a little, okay. like, uh, like a phone screen, essentially. Maybe a bit smaller. And we're all like huddled around it, having a look. Like, if we were to look at these zombies, do they look like some of the zombies we've fought before as far as like the more desiccated old ones or like the ones that we fought outside the ammo store or the the ones we fought in the mining camp. Sure, yeah. I mean, you're all there, so everybody can make a perception check as you guys are looking at this. And as you guys have experience with these before and obviously you're quite taking time and studying them, uh, everybody gives yourselves a plus one as well. Oh, so generous. (laughs) Uh, Daniel plus zero. (laughs) Doesn't matter because I rolled really well anyway, so. I got a 15. 21. Uh, that's a nine, 19 for Burzen and a 27 for Brandon. I rolled a 2, so I got 11. Uh, ain't no paladin skill, oh, is fuck. it? It's not very good, is it? These rolls aren't great. You got okay. a plus 9 to perception? No, a plus 8, plus he gave me a plus 1, so there was a plus 9. Oh, okay. Alright, so with everybody looking at these and maybe hushed whispers talking and pointing things out, it's like, oh, those are, they look like this. Like, no, 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 it's, it's these ones. Like, look at this. Look at the way they're moving, this and that. Okay. You know, and especially uh, Tiny and Brandon there uh, coming in with the hot rolls. Uh, it looks like the majority of these, like the vast majority, like 99% of these look like the weaker ones that you guys have encountered. They seem to be kind of shambling around and maybe they look a little bit weaker just the way that they're moving. They don't necessarily look like the tougher, stronger ones. Brandon notices one of the ones off to the side, the one who is at the top of the ramp. Like maybe he's, the camera's panning around. He's like, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Enhance, enhance. (laughs) (laughs) as bantam zooms in on this other one you guys can see it actually does look a little bit different from any of the other ones you had seen before oh is it like a different color or something or it's it's a a little flashier but (laughs) the way that this one is moving is a little bit faster and a little bit more erratic yeah and it seems to be like snapping its head around and reacting to every little sound that or sight you like you don't know how these things perceive um all right so we're fighting right are we no. either fighting or we're stealthing like, like, no. we're fighting or I, we're stealthing I, I feel like the only way out of this situation is unless to wait? there's some kind of like wait for what for the hoverboard we know 
We know that they just mill around. Yeah, but I've got I've got Bantam to distract. Do the zombies look like if you waited, they would go away? Or, like, you know, they do they seem transient <laughs> and, like... I, I don't know. I'm not getting a transient no, vibe. I'm getting a vibe that, yeah, like, oh, they found something interesting and now they're just standing there, like... Yeah, they just mill around. Like, it's yeah. like when we came up to the museum, mm. there was just yeah. this massive horde of them hanging out at the front yeah. of the museum. Yeah. yeah. I'm just so wondering... attracted to other zombies or, like... Sounds. So they saw people go into the museum or something. Yeah, so broadly speaking, we've got, like, waiting... Fighting, stealthing, and kind of just raw making a break for it. But I think the zombies are all no, quicker. But they're quicker than got us, right? Bantam on the outside. We could literally use him to make a shit ton of noise to attract them away, like what we did in the warehouse to begin. Yeah, I don't with. feel like I don't feel like like we could probably run away from them. We're probably actually faster than them. I think the question would be like because there's like endurance or fatigue. Uh, mechanics in Starfinder, yeah? So, like, if you're running over a long distance or a long period of time, we probably have to start rolling, like, fortitude checks or something to keep up or to keep pace or something. Yeah, I mean, if you're running for for a long time, uh, that's something that would certainly come into play. If you're talking about, hey, let's run a marathon to get away from these guys or something. But, you know, it's... um, You know, like, you might be able to find somewhere to to you know duck in before that but then again you might not so i mean yes that is that is a thing and they're like they're sprinting zombies as well they're not like shambling fucking not a living dead type zombies well it's 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 like a like i said it's a bit of a mix so like mo- like i said most of the ones that uh, you guys saw and you use your perception to understand is these ones in here they seem to be their shambling shamblers ones. okay i mean we can take but shamblers again outside of this like you don't know like what's outside like etc cetera, etc cetera, yada 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 so like my whole rationale for opening the door was to to get things going and get the fuck out of this place right mhm I'm still of that opinion. God, I want to get out of the museum. I don't. There's nothing else for us here. Like now, we've just got to get out. Yeah. <laughs> but knowing that it was my choice that got us into this situation, I'm happy for someone else to make the choice that puts us in an even worse situation. So I, I open it up to the group. I too want to run. Like I too reckon we should just fucking bail. Um, I'm just trying to work out whether it's do the distraction and then run for it or whether there's a there's a like a stealthy kind of exit yeah. we can make I, um, I I don't know I just I don't feel like we're going to be able to stealth our way or like we're not getting out of here without a fight yeah is my feeling so what do you think we do again I, we either we either we send Bantam out there to distract as many of them as it can and we fight our way out up the ramp yeah. Or we do the same thing and fight and like go back through the museum and come out another way. Well, I don't want to go so back through the museum. how far are we? Why? Yeah, same. I, just, I feel like there's either more crazy shit in the museum or we'll come out into another area like on the other side of the museum with potentially even more zombies. Like we got we to gotta get out, find somewhere to go to ground and hide until we can figure out another All way right. past the bigger group of zombies. All right. Any objections and to doing the doing that? I'm I'm sorry for putting us in this situation with my foolhardy choices. <laughs> it's all right. Are you so, saying that it's all right. Prison? 
or as uh, Daniel? Well, that both. <laughs> to Tiny? I just want to know if you're saying it to Tiny. Uh, I'm saying it as Daniel to the group. Burzen is just like shaking his head, feeling like a jerk at the fair, moment. Fair, fair. He, he may, he may apologize at a later I'm date. I'm saying Tiny would. Well, yeah. right, right now, we've just got to get out of this situation. So there's time for apologies from Burzen uh, when we get to uh, some kind of relative safety. As all of this is happening, you guys are maybe discussing what to do in hushed tones, throwing out some different ideas, discussing the positives and negatives. Brandon. Yeah. Brandon is... <laughs> you can almost feel like a, a warmth from his amulet that he's wearing. Ooh. It's something telling him to just focus and concentrate. Maybe just to tune everything else out and listen for a moment. He just whispers to himself, I'm listening. <laughs> we all look at okay, it really I'm strange. Listening. Go. He no, whispered it talking. to himself, yeah. Okay, okay. Jeez. Get out of here with your metagaming. <laughs> we gotta look up the rules for a swarm. Hey, Mari. <laughs> not. <laughs> As he does so, maybe he closes his eyes and listens. It's it's not like someone is speaking to him, but it's almost like a, a feeling, an understanding, if you will. He can actually use his powers that he has been using to help and to heal. He can actually use those to harm. No, we're not talking about a mind thrust here. We're talking en masse. Instead of healing with his channels, harm, undead. Oh, shit. As like a burst. Okay, deal damage equal to the amount you heal to all undead foes in the area. Fuck, he does 4d8 in a healing channel. Oof. Yeah, so essentially if you use your divine powers in this game... And yeah, you, you use love them a cleric, don't the you? Undead. <laughs> I do. I'm a, I'm a cleric. I'm a cleric man. You can use that to inflict equal damage against unholy things, against undead things. And this is almost like Desna reaching out to mm. remind Brandon that this is something that he could actually use his powers for. Yeah, I, I should pay the need arise. Uh, I got to pay attention to Brandon's character sheet more that's right Mr. Mr. <clears throat> two character here <laughs> yeah so yeah like how Dead, it works as like a burst and like it's a burst out from that and it can like do <laughs> huge amounts of damage it. to multiple yeah. and groups of enemies as well so yeah he gets mm. yeah he gets near a bunch of um, them and just starts fucking blasting harm undead alright so can we proposal get um Bantam can make big noise, I assume, in some way. Fire a gun, mm -hmm. scream well, yeah, with yeah, electronic. Can, like, <laughs> be loud. Yeah. The robot screams yeah. like a man. Cool. <laughs> so you're going to go and put it somewhere like in the opposite direction of where we want to run and set that off. That was, yeah. We're all going to like run for it as best we can, get as far as we can before they see us, and then I assume um, 
at that point we either fight yeah. or we keep running. Like, does anyone have a strong opinion about whether we fight or keep running? Should we try to run as far as we can to see how far away we can get? So, like, we can take, we can at least take out some of them. Get, but get Bantam to chase to help, like, have them chase him away. Cool. And take out the ones that we've got. Like, All right. Okay. So, th- well, can you get Bantam somewhere strategically suitable? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> looking at the map to the east of us, like pretty well directly east, south three or four cubes, and directly east is the ramp. Is that what you're seeing? No, we, we, Squares, can't, we cubes, can't see it. Squares. We can't see, we it. Can't see anything. No, 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 you guys I'm, I'm should be Tom. able to see the layout, like the general layout. Can you not? No, I can... No. We're yeah, only looking only at ourselves in the Oh, that's fun. Oh, no, I mean, not fun for you, but, I mean, that's fun. Uh, okay, so... Okay. Do. So fun. Hee <laughs> hee. All right, so you guys can see everything. So what I'll do is I will remove the dynamic lighting around the van so you guys will actually have a view. Very good. Because you can you're, you're all, you can all see on the view screen, okay? So. Oh, that's better. Oh, yeah, there's a fucking horde. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. I reckon I'm actually going to, as we exit, and I think maybe Brandon should do this as well, well, what I'm going to do is swing out onto the top of the van and take up, like, a tactical... Sniper sort of spot. snipe yeah. type position and then I'll try to cover as many of you as I can as we go and I'll try to slow them down if they're if the, the, I'll try to hit the slow the close ones with a, my slowing thing I love it does that mean I'm using Bantam just to pot shot bad guys from the roof or am I using him as a d- deterrent like no I just don't think there's a way we're going to get out of here like it's a lot closer and yeah, like, there's less room to run look, than what I yeah, realised yeah. when I was in my head so I think we're going to have to shoot the shit map, out of them all yeah. I feel like we're definitely fighting our way out of this place. Well, can I move Bantam over to the next truck south of us and have him sit up there and just pot shot a few before we start well, yeah, fighting? At least, sure like have them distract, have them distracted at that truck so we can get out yeah. of this truck. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, Bantam's going to stealthily uh, move from one truck south to the next truck to um, sit on top and pot shot, please. Okay. Uh, so. All right. Do I need a stealthy? Well. A little stealthy stealth? So Bantam is up on the roof and is climbing down. He is. So first things first, Bantam, each movement Bantam makes will need to make a stealth check for. What's Bantam's movement He speed? only wants to be stealthy off, off of the van. Once he's off the van, he'll make as much noise as he can, yeah? So he just wants to jump. Or, like, get off reasonably quietly. Does that make sense? Okay, go ahead and make a stealth check as you climb down this van at half speed. Um, but I also need okay, so a uh, acrobatics check in order to climb down. Okay, so acrobatics we'll do first. Okay, so that's a five. <laughs> it's not very acrobatic. Do you want the stealth? <laughs> he falls on his face. <laughs> 18 plus So he got a 19 for stealth But his acrobatics wasn't great He falls on his face super quietly <laughs> Quietly <laughs> Okay So I can imagine Bantam would have gotten to about uh, That square there Just down <clears throat> um, And with a f- yep. 5 uh, I'm sorry Climbing off the roof of a truck Unfortunately that is a fail Phantom <laughs> so, so clatters to the ground. Kong, 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 kong. 
<laughs> oh, well, can he make the most of that and just, like, keep making a shit ton of noise towards the other truck? I think at this point we're probably rolling initiative. <laughs> He's just stomping, man. He's so, just stomp oh. as Bantam falls off of this <sighs> truck, and as you're climbing, you only get half your movement speed, and this is a truck the maximum you would have been able to get in one move is down to the ground anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to roll for initiative there as... All right. Yep. Let's do it. Yep. Do it, do yeah. it, do it. As uh, many, many, many of these zombies turn their heads <coughs> to see Bantam. Everybody roll for initiative, please. I regret nothing. I think you've just created excitement, Dan. That's that's Thanks, that's man. what I think. I appreciate that. I'm not against combat. This seems a bit fucking daunting, but this will be one of the biggest, bigger sort of situations we've had I mean, to deal with. You know, Tom wouldn't throw something that we weren't actually able to handle at us, right? You, the universe <laughs> only, the universe only uh, gives you things that's you good. can handle. That's that's that that's, saying. That's funny. Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production. Be sure to rate and review us on your favourite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Looking for more adventure? Head to arcanefocusnetwork.com.